0: Hello. Hi. Oh, my gosh. It's been too long, friends. It's been... I was thinking... I was literally trying to think about the last day we recorded, and I think it was literally like December 10th. Yeah. It was and today's f- December 28th. Yeah, welcome back to Wanna Match Podcast. Yeah, friends. hi. This is the podcast where we come together each week as best friends, match, and tell each other about a topic we researched. I'm Sydney, one of your hosts. My name is Emily. I'm an also one of your hosts. Yeah, and so we have a lot to talk about in this intro. I yeah. have a maybe a little mental list. Laundry list. Laundry list. First, Podmas. Podmas. Let's talk about what happened for Podmas. Yeah. So, clearly, you guys know that we only got, like, five episodes of Pod Miss Up. Um, Same, if you're, yeah, five. Yeah. If you're following along. Um, Which, if you aren't, we were supposed to put up 12 in a row. Yes. So, we only got to five. Which was the goal. Was up till Christmas, we would do a podcast every day. And that was the goal for all of December And had we and we had it all planned out. However, life happens and we, A... Um, Sydney is currently taking some classes, so she had actual finals to study for. Yeah, and things that just happened in our life, and I got a promotion at our job. Woo! Woo! So my schedule completely changed, just like kind of overnight. Yeah. Um, that made it really difficult for us to find a time that both of us could record and due didn't, to like. And didn't conflict with either of those, right? Six. Due to my finals and her new schedule. Yes. Also, <laughs> so that was the first part. But we were like, we'll make it work. Like, yeah. we can. Gr- we've done it before. Like, we can grind it out. Like, whatever. Right. Then, um, we had like a very s- not. I don't know how to say it. Like, it, we had a COVID scare. Yeah, it was. But it was like the most of a COVID scare we've ever had. Yeah, like so- we had very direct contact with. People who had COVID. Both of us had direct exposure with someone that was sick, and with Omicron going on right now, and just um, trying to see, go home and see our families. We quite literally were wearing masks inside the house. Yeah. So I put that on the um, Instagram story. And if you didn't see it, you can see a little like it's like a little boomerang of us with masks on mm, in the masks house. On. However, we couldn't match in the same room. Um, we couldn't sit. like literally a foot apart from each other like we are right now to record because it just happened to be the week of Christmas and we really wanted to make sure that we were fine to go home, which we were, which is a Christmas miracle. Yeah, quite literally. But it made um, then trying to catch up to Podmas not possible. And now... We are not we doing are. Podcasts or Podmas anymore. Because <laughs> it's after the fucking 25th when it was supposed to end. And so... We and we got it. you a couple amazing... We got you some really good yeah. Christmas, holiday, snow, cold, conspiracy, ice skating rink Keep theme episodes that you can go and listen to right now. We got five of them up. And so. I think all of them are really good. Yeah, I agree. And... Yeah, so Podmas was cut a little short, and that's okay. And we're sorry, but also not sorry, because we... I think, like... First of all, we were kind of behind, and I was just feeling, like, so exhausted. Like, it was just, like... We both were just, like, really run down. But, like, I love doing the podcast, and I love, like, every aspect of it, so I wasn't that worried about, like, catching up. And then the COVID scare happened, and I was like, actually, like... I think we just, like, needed the break. Like, truly. Yeah, and honestly, like, to be candid... This is, at this moment in our life, just, like, a fun hobby that we're doing. Yeah. Like, this hasn't, this isn't something that we are able to quit our jobs for at right. the moment. This isn't something that, you know, is bringing us an income to pay our bills. So, at some point, we have to prioritize those things in our own health and our mental health over the podcast. Yeah. So, and we're not going to feel sorry about that. No, that, I know. It was a, yeah, it was a very good decision on yeah. our part. And, yeah, we're sorry that you got... Less content, but also we are not sorry that we're gonna give you only the best content. Right, like we didn't wanna put out something bad either, right. so like that was kind of the give and take. So, yeah. okay, so now. Okay, now I wanna talk about Christmas. How was your Christmas? Oh, my Christmas is good. I, um, it was so low key, which is exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like we said, Omicron's kind of running a little rampant, so. Um, my family did a lot less, but we all got our toes done. I'll post a picture. Yeah, that was so My cute. whole family got their toes done on Christmas Eve together. And then we played, like, games and drank, and it was just, it was fun. Yeah. I had a good Christmas, too. Mine was yeah. very low-key as well, and just, like, short and sweet and good. My family's yeah. all good. It was good. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about Christmas, everyone's healthy right now. Yeah. I think. Um, I want to talk about Christmas presents, because I think that's going to segue into my third... Topic, topic that we need to cover right now but what is, what is your favorite christmas present that we got i have like two topics that my we favorite to talk christmas about. present that we got is or that you got that i got is the piece from sullivan yes that was my first topic sullivan our roommate and brother, my brother. <laughs> both of our brother <laughs> got us these i like need to shout this out on here because like it literally was like Yeah, the best fucking thing ever. We have a picture already posted on the Instagram. Go look at it. But he got us these, um, should we call them pieces? Pieces made of glass. For matching. That are like in, they're not in gray, embossed, right? If it like sticks Um, out, it's like embossed. Yeah, it's like hand blown glass. Yeah. That say, Want to match and let's, let's match. match on each one. They're like one. raised, like it's like raised. Yeah, go check out the Instagram. It's on there. Um, um also like you need to shout out. Are you looking for the yes. girl who made them? Because this girl on Etsy made the pieces, and she, her, all of her work is so cool. And we all followed her after on Instagram, and she is just seems like the chillest person ever. So her um her Etsy shop is Glass Art by Heart. Yeah. Um, and that's her Instagram too. And you guys can go see like the stuff that she's making. She makes jars. She makes pieces, like we said. She just has all this. Sullivan like, just ordered something, another thing for her from her. Yeah, last and night. she's she's so kind. Like, um, so usually you can't do like apostrophes and like that kind of stuff. And she was so willing to work yes. with like it's was like specific characters and like. She was so willing to work with Sullivan. And, like, this is, like, just such a kind gift that we got. It was just so personalized, and it felt, like, really special. Like... it's in our colors. Like, I'm a pink person. Sydney is a purple person. So, um, yeah, you guys can go check it out. It's really cool. And definitely, like, try and shop small business and women-run business and hit up her Etsy shop and buy something. Because thus far, those pieces are so nice. Yeah, they are they work very well. I've had zero complaints. So I've been using it as my quality. like daily driver. Like yeah. I like <laughs> don't even use my other stuff anymore. That's like you think I would. But um yeah they're beautiful. They are like this beautiful frosted glass which I think is so interesting. Like you don't see that a lot yeah. on like pieces. Yeah. So yeah highly recommend so, glass art by heart. Please go hit her up go go follow her um shop her store and you know, tell her that Wanna Match sent you. Yeah. Because we love her and we definitely want to keep buying from her. Yeah, um, okay, so I thought um, that was going to be my favorite Christmas present, and I thought your favorite Christmas present was going to be your desk that we're sitting at right now. No, that was going to be my rose. (laughs) Okay, oh (laughs) shit, okay, well, okay, let's go into rose and bud, Emily's rose. My rose is, we are currently sitting at a new desk, a brand new desk that my dad helped me put together yesterday. Um, It's not all the way put together yet, but it's so nice. It's beautiful, and the biggest thing, the reason that I want to mention it on this podcast is a lot of the noises that are in the background of our... Previous uh, podcast. Previous episodes have been the desk. Like, Emily's old desk was made of, like, cardboard, basically. Yeah, pressed paper. Um, and it, like, w- was so rickety that any time you even, like, breathe next to it, it would, like, move and make this, like, egregious noise. Yeah. And so, hopefully, that will be, like, cutting down. Yeah. This desk is literally so nice. I also got... Like, I'm moving it right now. Yeah. You can't even hear it. Yeah. I also got $230 off of it. Yeah, that's So, crazy. it's, like, a very expensive desk that I paid a decent price for. And... You know how I feel about desks. And that my parents actually, it was my Christmas present. My parents gave yeah. me the money to buy it. But, um, yeah, it's beautiful, and it's exactly what I needed. I run a media company. It's perfect for this room. It's huge. It be, yeah, it will be perfect going forward. Um, Yeah, you know how I feel about a desk? I think every, especially woman, needs a nice desk. Mm-hmm. It's like a power piece of it furniture. Is. It is. Like, absolutely. I have a very nice desk that I got from my grandparents, and it literally, like, I will never get rid of it. Yeah. I'm going to cherish it forever. Yeah. So, okay. um, My rose is that I have three days off in a row, and then I have a couple more days off in a couple days, and so I'm, like, very excited for the amount of time I have off coming yeah. up. Yeah, a little refresh. Yeah, like, I just feel very refreshed. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like these last, like, like we said, like, taking the podcast off like after christmas i got back here and i was like wait i don't have literally anything to do like yeah. that's such a nice feeling to just like decompress and be able to like just like breathe out you know yeah so that's been nice like the last couple days yeah that's good also i'm watching a new show well it's kind of a new show um it's called tampa bays and it's a reality show you emily knows i love trashy reality yeah, tv yeah she really does and i've been wanting to watch the show for so long but with school i was like no like don't start it um but it's a reality show about lesbians in tampa bay oh and it's fun. so good like even if you're not gay literally the show is just good like ah. you should watch it i think okay. you would like it okay I will, I will watch it so that's my other rose i guess is okay tampa Bay's. your other rose um my bud is um at our job they just added floating holidays so we oh, yeah. still get time off even when we have to work on like, New Year's Day, for example. Um, I know that's, like, not a new thing for many corporations or many um, industries, but especially in the service industry that is, like, basically unheard of. Yeah, they, and like, really take advantage of you. <laughs> the service industry. And service industry people know, like, they... It's a give and take. It is a give and take, but, like, it feels really good to know that I'm still going to get that time off. Um even though I might have to work on – or I do have to work on New Year's Day. Yeah, because my bud is that we are having a New Year's party. Yeah, I knew that was going to be your bud, which is why it wasn't my bud. Yeah. um, I had a backup one, but I'm glad that you didn't say this. But I am just very excited. I have a lot of friends coming into town Mm -hmm. who I don't see a lot, and I don't have to work the next day, which is nice. Emily got me off of work, so (laughs) she has to work, but I don't have to work. And I still get the floating holiday off, so I'm, like, doing – I'm chilling right now at work. So, yeah. Okay. Um – Oh, God, what podcast is this? 21. No. Or it's 22, sorry. 22. Is yeah, it? Yeah, why? So, so I'm going first. Yeah, so what are you doing today? Okay, I told Emily... Yeah, you really so set long. this up a Okay, lot. well, I think this is going to be a good one. Okay. And I think we're going to have some stuff to talk about at the end. Okay. But I'm doing... I told Emily I'm coming back with a bang. Fuck yeah, let's go. I'm doing Amelia Earhart. Fuck yeah! <laughs> oh my god, Sullivan's about to have a seizure. Yeah, in his Sullivan room. was like, "You need." I'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah, but Sullivan really likes me to hurt. Okay, I am doing. Um, a topical choice based on our one of our conversations yesterday. I'm doing Barbie. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, my God. I don't actually want to listen about this. Dude, it's actually kind of interesting. I know it's going to be interesting. Last night, I just got, we matched with some of our friends and we started talking about Barbie and I just got, like, bored. I was like, we can't keep talking. I'm going to cut this out. This is stupid, what I just was saying. No, it's not stupid. It just, it was, like, literally every time we all were talking about something, we would circle back to Barbie. And I was just and like, I was fucking stop? Yeah, I was, like, fully <laughs> in the tornado and I, like, yeah, could not I was stop thinking about Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, but we're going to talk about... I Two learned... iconic women. Yes. I love that. <laughs> yes. I love that. Okay, hell yeah. All right, so, Emily, do you want to go match? Let's match. Ah. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Oh, my. Okay. Sorry. Chill. She's... Crazy over there. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea what we're doing. Okay. I am very excited to talk about Amelia Earhart today. I did not know that's how you spelled her last name. I don't know if that's right, but I think autocorrect would have got it, you know? Like, uh. I really don't think that's
1: right. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to double check. Yeah, yeah, check, check. I really don't think that's
0: right. <laughs> Has her literal Wikipedia pulled up? Okay. Oh, I'm really far from the fucking top. No, that is how you spell it. Okay. Okay. Go on. Ear heart. heart. Yeah, I'm um, going to take this off the table. Okay. We're starting. Okay, we have already done that. <laughs> that one check. I'm like trying d- to do this, I think. <laughs> to what? Fuck.
1: Beef.
0: <laughs> Bro. I'm sorry. I'm a little too chongy. Though. Okay. We're gonna do our best. We're gonna do our best. Okay, I'm gonna get really into this though because I like love <laughs> Amelia Okay, no one's stopping you. Okay. <laughs> Should we tell about Sullivan? Oh, yeah, okay, so here's the thing Sullivan. Sullivan! What? Come here. Oh my god, are you in the pot? Yeah. <laughs> Sullivan. Oh my god, our first guest. Our first guest. Oh my god, I'll give him my hat. Okay, my on
1: the pod? Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, come in. Okay, come here. Put these on. Because Ex- you're going to talk into this and tell us why, why you, like- you love Amelia oh, Earhart. No, I can't. Why yeah. so not? No, yeah, it's fine. You have to. Oh,
1: God. Oh, God, yeah. I'm a shorty. Hello, world. It's Sullivan. <laughs> it's Nessie. What do you call me on this? Sullivan. Sullivan. Oh, I don't go by Nessie. Sorry.
0: Um, okay. <laughs> Why do you like Amelia Earhart?
1: My heart is fucking racing right now. And I don't know why I'm, like, so nervous (laughs) again. Okay. um, Why do I love Amelia Earhart? Yeah. Because of the movie Night at the Museum (laughs) 2, Night at the Smithsonian.
0: And who plays Amelia Earhart in that
1: movie? The one, the only, the impeccable, the remarkable (laughs) Amy Adams.
0: And, that's, <laughs> and you love Amy Adams, is that why? Specifically as, like, this is, like, your, like, OTP. Do you guys
1: want me to tell the, yeah. are you guys really getting I it? I don't
0: know. No, I don't know if we do. I think the they're just OTPs. One true pairing. Yeah.
1: I, um, okay. She
0: had a crush on Amelia Earhart. I, that's the perfect way to put it,
1: A crush. No, I would let <laughs> Amelia Earhart <laughs> Stop. Stop No enough enough. Beep <laughs> beep 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 beep. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Am I? Uh no, I love Amelia Earhart, specifically Amy Adams as Amelia Earhart, and um I like men, but I also like Amelia Earhart specifically <laughs> so Amy Adams as Amelia Earhart. Okay, okay. Okay, okay get out of the No, I really like studio. being on here. Okay, but <laughs>
0: Get out of the fucking podcast studio. All right, one. so you heard it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so now you tell me about. Yeah, let's learn a little bit about Amelia Earhart what? and why Sullivan might be in love with her. Yeah. So she was born on July twenty fourth, eighteen ninety seven, in Atchison, Atchison, Kansas. Damn. Oldie? That's like I didn't realize that she oldie, was born in the eighteen hundreds. That's kind of crazy. Mm hmm. Um. She has one. She had one sister named Grace. Grace and Earhart. I'm telling you her name because they went by the nicknames Mealy and Pidge, and they were like best friends. Mealy and Pidge. Yeah, like Amelia and yeah. Grace. Mealy and Pidge. I think. That's how do so you say cute. Pidge? P i d g e. No, I no no no. How would P- I don't know. Okay, but that's just what they called them. <laughs> um, so you could say that they were raised in a very unconventional manner for the time. Okay, because. Their mom, Amy, Mm -hmm. was quoted as saying that she was not raising nice little girls. So, like, I looked this up separate from, like, my research. Mm -hmm. White women, and I'm clarifying white, Mm -hmm. women gained the right to vote in 1920. So, like, the time that they were growing up, women still couldn't even vote. Oh, right. So, like, women's suffrage, I looked this up, too, started in the 1800s, like, in the 1840s. um, But they still had not even, white women had gained the right to vote at this point. So, like, we are so far from fucking modern day. Um, Women were so expected to act a certain way. They were expected to wear dresses and be subservient. And the air cart girls wore pants. Oh, fuck yeah. Amelia. Yes. Amelia they Pidge. called them bloomers. Oh, I think that's just pants, though. See. Si. Um, they also spent a lot of their early childhood exploring outside and playing in the woods, getting dirty, playing with bugs, like collecting normal. little animals. Yeah. Um, so a good example of her adventurous spirit starts flourishing in about 1904 when Amelia was inspired to make a homemade roller coaster after being at a, um, little, like, amusement park Mm -hmm. in St. Louis. So she sees it in St. Louis, her first roller coaster. She comes home, she's like, I'm gonna build a roller coaster.
1: Oh my god, fun! And her
0: uncle helped her. Like, her whole family really fostered, like, this very independent like adventurous woman right from the beginning right like they all really like helped her grow up Mm -hmm. um and so her they had this like tool shed in their backyard and their uncle helped them make this ramp that like flew from the tool shed down like to the ground cute yeah so um she goes down this ramp and she like completely wipes out like bruises busted lip whatever um, but she loved it so much. Like she it's like one of her favorite like childhood memories. And like she even told her sister it was just like flying.
1: Mm. And this
0: is before she even ever even seen yeah. an airplane or anything. Like, I don't even know when airplanes were created, but right. they, they might not have been yet. Um so the Earharts were wealthy. Her dad worked for the railroad, and I think she has some generational wealth going on. Like her grandparents mm-hmm. gave her a lot of money when they died. Um, but her father was a severe alcoholic. And he ended up losing his job a couple of times. And so they had to move around a lot. Like I didn't even write any of the places in this story because there would be about like five million. Oh my God. But she moved like her whole childhood, early adulthood, even like into her adulthood. She was always just kind of moving around. Mm-hmm. And um they ended up like not really being able to make a lot of money because their dad like her mom couldn't work, because this was right back then. And her dad like could not really hold down like a job, it seemed like. But she was still close to them, like for her whole life. Like she still like kept in contact. I'm with cry. Her. This Yeah, this but her grandparents weird. were really um, supportive, and they really like molded her into the person that she is. Um, and in her teen years, they died. Mm. So that's when Amelia was like, my childhood was over, and I think she had to grow up kind of fast and kind of <laughs> learn how to hustle a little bit. Sad. Yeah. Hustle queen. Hustle. Uh, but she does like inherit a lot of money throughout this process. I think I have a dent in my head, honestly. Emily, what? Is there a dent No. Right here? There's a, like that's your skull bone. That's your frontal bone. <laughs> it just does that. Like that's what that's where your brain is. Like there's just little contortions of your head, you know what I'm saying? So your brain fits better. I have it into my fucking head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't ah, I can't stop feeling it. Okay. <laughs> um, so. As Amelia's growing up and moving around, she fosters this love for science and she keeps it. I was a science girl. <sighs> What did dad say? My I'm like going home for dinner tomorrow. My dad wow. needs to know the plan. And I like that's where I get it. Is my dad we were just <laughs> when we were matching? When we were matching, I was like literally had like a panic attack about our New Year's Eve party because we have nothing planned and we're like really busy up until then. And now my dad just texts me asking me about <laughs> plans because he also gets like scared. <laughs> this is exactly where I got it. Okay. So um, in high school they moved to Chicago and she picks what high school she wants to go to based off of which one has the best like science facilities. So like lab, teachers. Smarty, smarty. Yeah. Um she graduated high school in 1916 and I graduated in 2016. So that's kind of cool. Like a hundred uh hundred years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she entered a college named Ogant School in Pennsylvania, but she didn't um last long. She dropped out. And this is like she never gets a degree from anywhere. She okay. also, this is kind of a pattern. She, like, will save up money and start going to school and then, like, something will happen and she just, like, drops out. And then she just, like, never really finishes. Okay. Um, Like, multiple times this happens? Like, at least twice that I okay. know of in this story. Yeah. I don't mention it the second time, but this is also kind of a theme. Is she, like, I think a big theme of her life that I really think is cool is that she never really did the same thing for, like, a long time. Like, yeah. she really, like, bounced around. Yeah, and she like she wanted to experience a lot yeah, of things. And yeah, and she did. So this is during the height of World War One. Um, Amelia began to notice and take interest in the wounded soldiers coming home. She like saw the soldiers coming home and she was like, Wow, like I really feel like I need to help them. Um, and so in nineteen seventeen she entered a nursing aid training program and started working with wounded soldiers at a hospital where she lived. Sweet. Like I as love a CNA. Amelia Earhart. I would Me also too. let Amelia Earhart. I don't, I don't I I wanna be but Amy friends Adams <laughs> as Amelia. Earhart. Interesting that the only lesbian in the room is like, I just wanna be Amelia Earhart. I, yeah. think. I think I wanna be friends with Amelia Earhart. Okay. I don't think I wanna bone. <laughs> um I don't know if I'd bone actually either. Right. Even Amy Adams as Like Amelia I just I I wanna be her. She seems cool. <laughs> so let's talk about flight. We haven't even talked about planes yet. Oh yeah. Seriously. She is a pilot. Um, so, Amelia had seen airplanes and visited airfields a few times in her life, and she always, like, appreciated it, Mm -hmm. like, because it's cool and it's science, and, like, she was interested in all that. Um, but, like, it's not like she grew up, like, wanting to be a pilot. Um, Right. In 1920, so she was, like, out of high school at this point, um, her passion grew for flight after she took a flight. Um, one of her friends, one of her dad's friends Mm -hmm. owned a plane, And he would let people take rides in it for ten dollars, and so he paid ten dollars to have Amelia take a ride in the airplane. And she said once she got like two hundred to three hundred feet up, she knew she had to learn to fly. She was like, "This is the coolest fucking thing I've ever done." Like, (laughs) which like it is cool. cool. Like that is cool. So during this time, Amelia picked up a bunch of odd jobs. She was a photographer. She was a stenographer for a phone company. Yeah, um, which is what my grandma did for a medical records company. She Hmm. was a stenographer. Yeah, Um, a truck driver. Which again, not like a woman. She like kind of always picked out like men led professions when she would go back to school. So like when she would go back to school, she'd want to do something that was like usually male dominated. Yeah. And it, I don't think it's because like she wanted to be a male. I think it's just like she wanted to. to she was good to to break at science, the gender roles. and she was right. She was good at science, and she was good, like she knew she was smart, and so she was like, I can do what they're doing. Yeah, basically. Um, so other feet females had been flying at this point like there wasn't many pilots at all and we'll kind of talk about that but Mm -hmm. amelia was not the first and so she decided that if she was going to take flying lessons she wanted to look the part and so she bought a leather jacket and she cut her hair oh i have pictures sorry so this is little amelia oh and this is her after she cut her little hair okay so she had to save up a thousand dollars to be able to um do flying lessons and her Basically, her grandparents put money into a trust for each of the grandkids, her mm-hmm. and Grace, because they knew that her if her dad got the money, he might like drink it away.
1: Mm-hmm. And so uh-huh.
0: they set up a trust for them. And their mom doled it out. So they she got like a little money from the trust and she worked a bunch okay. to like save up to do it. Um and in the summer of 1921, she or in the spring of 1921, she starts taking flying lessons. Mm-hmm. So six months after that, in the summer of 1921, um, she purchased her first plane and it was a yellow biplane that is pictured right there named Cute. canary canary. The canary that's what she nicknamed it and she didn't have this plane for long and i didn't write down any of the plane names because okay. in the articles they would name all the planes does so she own the plane she owns this plane and again she bought it a little bit with her parents money and a little yeah. bit with her money okay or her grandparents money and a little bit with her own money okay. um but she has yeah a plane. <laughs> i don't know what i was saying
1: a plane, uh,
0: canary. a plane, the canary, like <laughs> canary. Um, so she starts taking it for rides. Like she's not a professional pilot, and she's in f- f- flight school still. Okay, so it's her training is not over at this point. But in 1922, probationary license, one might say. Yeah, she has her fucking permit. Yeah. to fly in 1922, Amelia set a record by being the first female pilot to fly to an altitude of 14,000 feet. Scary. Um, and like so, she immediately starts setting records. Yeah. Like she's just not afraid to do shit. And there's not that many female pilots, so like she can be the first female anything, basically. Right. Like if a girl does it, they're the first. Yeah. Like whatever. So in 1923, Amelia becomes the 16th female pilot to obtain her pilot's license in the U.S. Really? So there was 16? only 16. Yeah. God damn. So that's what I'm saying. Like there that's were no impressive. records because like I don't think like. Flying was still like really like they were still in like these little tiny planes. Right. Like it was not. Are there any? At all. Are there any bigger planes in that? I think probably for like like the military and like pa- like I think they're probably doing like packaging stuff. You know what I'm oh, saying? Like cargo yes. planes. Maybe I don't. Know. I, don't know I have no idea. Planes. That I don't know that for a fact. I didn't look <laughs> at the flight at all, and we'll maybe see why towards the end. But um, so after this period of time. Amelia went through some tumultuous, like, financial issues. Mm-hmm. Um, she moved around even more than she had been, eventually settling in Boston and finding work as a teacher and then a social worker. I think basically, like, her grandparents' money kind of ran out. And she made, yeah. like, a bad investment. So she, like, made this bad investment. It didn't – she didn't get a return on our investment, so the money started, like, dwindling. Yeah. Um, but she never gave up her love of flying, and she would always, like, find ways to fly. Okay. Like, she made, she flew this whole time. Um. And she joined the Boston chapter at the American Aeronautical Society and helped fund and fly out of a small airport near her house. Like, they were, like, trying to build this airport, and with, like, the last of her grandparents' money, she, like, invested in this, like, airport and helped, like, run the funding and stuff. And she was so involved in, like... Throughout her entire life, she was involved in, like, education for flight and, like, she wanted everyone oh, to fly. She's like, so she cool. W- she was so passionate about it. She, like, wanted more females to fly. She wanted everyone to fly and she wanted to teach everyone about it. And yeah. she was, like, the president of clubs and, like, all this stuff. Like, Fun. cool. Yes. So, now it's 1927 and Charles Lindbergh, which the only reason I know about him is the Lindbergh baby. Yeah. Me too. But he's, like, a famous pilot. But yeah. That's how he got famous. Um, becomes the first person to fly across the Atlantic Ocean. That's why he's famous, and that's why his baby got kidnapped, um, <laughs> which is sad. It's a sad thing that happened. So another female po- pli- p- pilot, named Amy Guest, which that name sounds familiar. Like I feel like I've heard that like yeah. maybe once or twice. Decides to help fund a female pilot transatlantic flight. So she's like, the girls, we gotta do this. Yeah. But I think, I don't know if she was, like, older or, like, what the deal was. but yeah, like why did she do it? She didn't want to do it. She, um, wanted someone with the right look to do it. I think because she knew that it was going to be, like, the person who did it was going to be famous, and she mm-hmm. wanted it to have, like, a good reputation for, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. the flying industry, I think. Yeah. Um, and so... Needed to brand it. Yep, and we'll kind of talk about maybe why they picked Amelia, but in 1928, she was offered the flight. Okay. And she was like, fuck yeah, because... And I think they knew she was adventurous and, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, apparently, they picked Amelia because she looked a lot like Charles Lindbergh. Which, with the short hair, like, I could kind of see that. Okay. I don't have a picture of him. I should have, but whatever. Um, so that was kind of the rumor. That's why they, like, picked her. Okay, <laughs> what a like, weird Like, the right thing. look. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all pilots must look the same. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, on June 17th, 1928, Amelia, accompanied by co-pilot Wilmer Stoltz and a passenger named Louis Gordon... So the three of them mm-hmm. departed in a plane called the Friendship from Newfoundland. And in a little over 20 hours, 20 hours and four minutes, they arrived in South Wales. So she had completed the transatlantic flight. So if you're the pilot on these flights, you stay out for 20 hours? I think that's why there's a co-pilot. So they, oh. like, switch back and forth. I don't know. No. Because I think find it very hard to sleep in those little, like, planes. That, but also, like, that feels sounds very dangerous. That's how they do it on these long-haul flights. You don't need, okay, so now in real life, like today, (laughs) modern time, planes like basically can fly themselves. No, you don't need one person awake. Even back then, it was pretty like set it and forget it sort of deal. Like once you had it on the right track, like you only really needed one person to ride. Yeah, it wasn't like a car. Right. Well, even a car, you only, that happens on road trips all the time. One person sleeps and the other person drives. No, I know. I'm saying like, I don't know. Like a, like a, like a, train a like semi a, like a, I don't know like when they're driving when a semi truck driver is driving from one location to another I feel like you need multiple people in the car you can't just for a 20 hour thing oh okay that's I mean, what well I'm saying like 10 each I don't know whatever the, 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 <laughs> semi there's car,
1: only one car who's the other yeah and,
0: and <laughs> no there is there's no one else in a semi well some people do I see them on tiktok traveling oh, pairs anyway <laughs> so she they made it yeah they made <laughs> they it they fucking figured Woo! it out they could figure it out um. So technically, she was the first female to be a co-pilot. <laughs> I just see say. I thought you wrote say something. I'm giving you're, up on you. You're reading my. I'm not. Out, bro. I'm not reading it. I just only saw say something. Okay, whatever. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were writing song lyrics. dude. No. So okay, technically she was the first female to do this, but she didn't like. Really know the plane that well that they were using, mm-hmm. and so William Stoltz the friendship, the friendship she like hadn't wasn't that experienced on that model of plane, mm-hmm. and so Wilmer did a lot of the Wilmer is that his name Willem William Stoltz whoever she, the co pilot Wilmer oh. Wilmer Stoltz okay. um, obviously you've said not. William and it's Wilmer <laughs> and Wilmer so he did a lot of the work, and so she didn't ever feel like that was like a huge accomplishment ah uh. um but. That's what I'm saying. Could you say he was the first? Or but he, he wasn't was? the first man. Oh. Because Charles Lindbergh was the first so man. So if you have a co-pilot, are they equals? or Yeah, is they one? are technically equals. It's like two, full it's two full pilots, pilots I, think. I think. Well, I don't know the logistics of it. <laughs> I'm sure sometimes there's a fucking first command and second in command, yeah. you know? Anyway... Um, but that doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah. because she goes on to break so many. Records. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And also, she's the first woman. It doesn't matter, right? So she then began taking solo flights. And in 1932, Earhart crossed the Atlantic once again, becoming the first solo female transatlantic. So flight. she did a 20. So she did. Yeah, a 20 I 20 hour. Stop. I don't know if they sleep while the plane's going. Where the fuck would they stop? Well, they stop on the islands and shit, like out in the middle of the ocean. We'll talk about it. Okay. Anyway, like, on uninhabited islands, like, they just stop there to, like, rest or, like, change the fuel or something. I didn't know that. I didn't either until today. They don't do that today. No. Oh, okay. The But the planes are a lot bigger. Like, yeah. she's still flying, like, little yeah. planes like that. Yeah, true. Um, so, I want to say something. I skipped so much of her history. Like, if you're actually interested in Amelia Earhart's life. The rest of the life? There's a lot more to this that oh. I just skipped. Like, she had like a pretty interesting here, yeah. life. Like, Um... And I just didn't mention it. And she broke so many records. Like she wrote way more than those records. Go off, like she, like just breaking records. Like, and also, and right. if you make the first transatlantic flight as a female, then you have to make it back. Right. So she did. She was the second as well. She's first and second. Yeah. Technically, she's third. <laughs> well, fourth, right? Because like the two, she's done it twice now. Yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> like eight, <laughs> um, and she becomes like Amelia becomes an international celebrity. So she, like, her. is doing – now she's, like, not really even working anymore. She's just doing, like, paid promotions, and she becomes, like, a spirit cigarette girl. And, like, yeah. she starts teaching classes. Like, right. she still continues to bounce around. Throughout this entire time, the she's, first like – The first influencer, one might say. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Not the first, but, like, one yeah. of. Um, and she, like, does speaking arrangements and, like, whatever. Cool. And – but throughout all of this, she always holds spots in, like, flying societies. And, like, she's yeah. always connected to flight. She still, like, does not lose her passion for it. Yeah. Um, so, now we're going to talk about a lead-up to the world flight and her disappearance. Okay. So, she's broken all sorts of records at this point. Yep. And she wants to become the first female pilot to fly around the world. Completely. Scary. The first pilot to do this was a pilot named Wiley Post in 1933. And Amelia began her planning in 1936. At Purdue University. She That's was teaching. The year my grandma was born. Cute. Hey, Grammy. Shout out. No, she won't um, listen. And at this point, she's a professor at Purdue University, like, talking about flight and, like, uh, basically, like, mentor for okay. undergraduates. Um, Not only was she attempting to become the first female to fly around the world, she was also going to attempt to fly the most um long trip around the world that you could basically do. So she's going to have yeah. flown the longest. Yeah. Um, it's about 29,000 miles. Because she's doing it along the equator. Like, she's other people had done it farther first. up or lower down. I don't know which one. Yeah. But, like, she's doing it around the middle of the Earth, so that's when it's, like, the, at its widest. Yeah. So she's going to be traveling the farthest that anyone has ever gone. Um. So, the plane being used to, was created by a company called Lockheed in California, which is now Lockheed Martin. Okay. You've probably heard of that. Yeah. Um... I also had heard it, but I could not tell you what they fucking. No, I mean I think you they're like they military shit. I have literally no idea. I don't know. I've heard, but Lockheed yeah. Martin, like that's like a big company. So, um, the plane had some pretty serious modifications to it, um, so it could fly for longer periods of interrupted time, and so it could be used like one day after the other day after the other day. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh yeah, like, yeah, continuously. So, it had more fuel tanks. Than a normal plane, Mm -hmm. and the fuselage was also modified. I don't know how, but it was like extensive modifications that happened Mm -hmm. to the plane. The plane modifications had occurred, but at this point, Amelia is very famous, Mm -hmm. and she's very busy with book deals, appearances, etc. So she didn't have much time to like go over the science of like plan the flight. Right, like she knew where she had to go, she knew where she had to stop, but like. I think you need to adjust for things in the air based on how like right. long you're going to be flying and shit. So you need to have planned. A right, lot you have to plan for, a lot. I think to go on a flight, and she just like kind of hadn't done it like yeah. as well as she normally like would, would have. have. Yeah. Um, a man named Captain Harry Manning, who he was actually a ship captain. Okay. Um. But he knew world geography very well and, like, directions and shit. Mm-hmm. And he also knew how to use a radio and knew Morse code. And so they were, like, if they are going to be alone, because it's just going to be the two of them, then we got to, like, like be able to contact them, yeah. basically. And if they get in trouble, then we know where they are. Yeah. So, Amelia, this is where she struggled. Like, she didn't know how to use a radio. She didn't know how to use Morse code. So, like. Yeah. Um, or, like, a telegram or any of that shit. So, like this was a good partner for her he was so amelia was flying and he was going to navigate because amelia could fly off like landmarks and stuff and if you gave her a plan she could fly but she couldn't like direct herself okay um which i think is how a lot of pilots are right to this day and now they have like fucking GPS and shit they have like MathQuest. yeah (laughs) um in the air so they have manning and amelia and they have a guy who's like a mentor to Amelia that is, like, kind of helping her figure it all out. So all three of them are going? Um, not on the trip, but they did a bunch of, they did some test rides, and they would all go together. Okay. Um, so they begin doing these test rides, and on one of these test rides, they were gonna, they were testing Manning's ability to navigate them in the air, um, to see if they would be a good match. And he ended up not doing, like, as well as they thought he was going to do. He actually, like, they were flying kind of close to state, like, in between two states. Mm-hmm. Um, And he ended up, like, landing them in a different state than they were trying to go. Oh. So, but it was, like, close. Like, I don't yeah. think they were, like, really that far from the border. But still, like, kind of a red flag, right? Because, yes. like, there's a lot less room for error. Like, you want this to be perfect if you're flying yeah. in the fucking world. Yeah. Um, after this incident, and another one in which the weather conditions were really bad, and so he was able to navigate them to within twenty miles of where they were going. um but the cutoff was neg- was like thirty miles. Oh, so he technically did good enough because of the weather conditions, but like he was did not do good. yeah, like he was almost past the cutoff of yeah. like, being considered good, yeah, um so after that. They decided that Manning was really good, but they just wanted to bring on a second navigator to fly with Amelia during the toughest portion of the flight where it was going to be like really hard to navigate and the weather conditions could be bad. Okay. Um, And this was from Hawaii to Howland's Island, which is located in the South Pacific and it's an uninhabited island. Okay. So she has to stop there on her way. Yeah. Um, This person's name was Fred Noonan and he had Marine. He was a ship captain and he had flight navigation experience. So okay. he could do the maritime and the celestial navigation. You fucking navigation. got it. Yep, brother. Yeah, he's smart. Um, so, so it's Manny and him? So, okay. The yeah. final plan is that Amelia is going to fly with Noonan for the Hawaii to Howland's Island. Okay. Then Manning is going to fly with her from Howland Islands to Australia, so pretty much the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And then Earhart would go from Australia to the end of her flight completely alone. Oh, god damn. So, there's, like, a bunch of shit going on. I don't know how they're getting them to these places or, like, what's going on. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know. that. But I'm, that's the plan. That's yeah. the plan. So, they're making so their So, she's first flying attack. from Australia back to the U.S. Alone. alone. Okay. But I think she's going around, like, the easy way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's looking to be far, but not, like, Not, insane. like, it wouldn't be, like, the... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, so the shorter way. Yes, so they attempt the flight. This is her first attempt. On her first attempt, they fly to their first destination and then the next day they try to take off and they like cannot even get off the ground. And something on the plane breaks. So, well, most good people to do it there. <clears throat> most people say that a tire blew or that the landing gear failed to like open or something. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't like, it wasn't anyone's fault in the plane. It was, like, a plane problem. Yeah, Manning, specifically, and some other people, say he was, in the he plane. was on board at the time. So, in the car was Noonan. Oh, I have a picture of them, too. Oh, that's her. Okay, sorry. I'm really behind on the pictures. But this is Amelia um, after her transatlantic flight. Like, this is when she becomes a celebrity. So, like, yeah. everyone's waiting for her. This is Manning, this is Amelia, and this is Noonan. Okay. I think this is the um, mentor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they were all on this flight. or er, Yeah, all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe not the mentor, but those three were on the flight. So, Manning was on the flight, and he says it was pilot error. Oh, fuck. Manning, Jesus yeah. Christ. So... At this point, the plane's really fucked up. Like, it's going to take them a while to fix it. Mm-hmm. And this gives Manning time to think about it, and he ends up disaffiliating from the flight. So he's out. Okay, Manning, goodbye. Manning's Just gone. Just Noonan. So now Noonan is going to be with her for pretty much the entire flight because he's taking over Manning's spot. Yeah. And he doesn't have the same skills that Manning has with the radio. or Ooh. And he doesn't know Morse code. And neither does Amelia. So... I think this is getting kind of long, so this is going to be my first two-part episode, and I'm going to have to finish it next week. Are you lying? No. (laughs) I didn't tell Emily. I didn't tell Emily I was doing this. You're not going to tell? No. Not tonight? Next week, we're going to do it. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) Because they only make two attempts. That's the end. They only make two attempts. So they did this first attempt, and on the second attempt is when she disappeared. So, you're going to tell us about the disappearance of in the Amel- ne- Amelia Earhart and the conspiracies in the next episode. Are you fucking And if you look on the computer, this is why I'm hiding it. I usually have the computer straight, but I have it turned. I have Amelia Earhart part one. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. Okay, basically I got to this point today. I was like finishing the research today. I like ha- was kind of behind and I got to the part about the disappearance and I was like, okay, it's going to be super quick and then I'm just going to finish it out. And then I realized that like. There was actually, like, a lot that... I want to do it right. Right. Like this I is really so am, funny and right. so cool. And I'm loving this story, and I, like, feel like my research has been really good. Yeah. And so I want to continue that, and I want it to be good. So I don't want to, like, rush I love it. it. Sydney, know it's a good idea. Okay, cool. All okay, right. Oh Sorry. I, like, didn't even tell Emily. Yeah, it's cliffhanger for you guys and for me. Okay, well... We gotta talk about Barbies now. Which, I was worried that I was gonna be short, but it actually is, like, the amount of time that it normally would. So, I was right, like, yeah. in... Because we could be here for another, like, 45 minutes. Right. For just mine. For sure. So, so, yeah. Okay, we're gonna talk about Barbies when we come back. Yeah. Sydney, you wanna go match? Let's match. I'll take on the 26th. No, no, no. It was not you. Okay. Um, hi. Hi, we're everyone. We're back. We're back and we're talking about Barbies. Are you guys mad at me? I feel like they're gonna be mad at me. They're gonna be pissed at you. I'm pissed at <sighs> you. You guys should be. That was good. Cool. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. I think well, that was a good cliffhanger. No, I, I, I love did, it. I it was good. We're gonna be doing more of those just so everyone knows. Well, I just like it's sometimes I can get as much of the research as I want in one episode, but sometimes I feel like I've been leaving things out that I think are important. We should do like, we should call it like, Amelia Earhart on this one and then the next one be like The Disappearance of, of Amelia, Amelia Earhart. Earhart. Yeah, yeah, The Life of Amelia Earhart and the next one should be The Disappearance of Amelia Amelia Earhart. Well, we should just do Amelia Earhart. This is all gonna get cut out, but yeah. Amelia Earhart for the first one. Well, you name it, so just do whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> you got, if you have a yeah. vision, like do uh, it. <laughs> yeah, I have a vision in my head. Okay, hi. Hi um, everyone, we're back. We're back talking about bees.
1: God, so stupid.
0: Okay, so, did you have Barbie City? Yeah, I did. Um I liked Polly Pockets the best. I loved fucking And Pockets. I was kinda of more of a brat's girl. My Lilis Pet Shop. Dude, that is actually <laughs> it. I still have my mom still has all of my My Lilith Pet Shop stuff. Those like, are probably gonna be like No, they're worth money. So like I wanna like go through them. They're in her basement. I wanna go through all I would the bins love to and do like with you. sell them on eBay because they i like stumbled across um LPS TikTok one day and I'm not on it, but like that one day I just went down a rabbit hole. Can i still and, make them? they don't that's why they're like kind of they don't make they don't produce them. Pet. Okay. So like the only ones in circulation are bought on like eBay and shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Weird. So I'm going to go through it. I'm going to become a that's going to be like my job. <laughs> like yeah. selling my Lilas pet shops. Yeah, do it. And then I can live in a big mansion together. <sighs> I would love that. <laughs> I got to check for rare ones. Rare mansions? No rare. Oh. Cuz uh, it's like Beanie Babies now, which there's yeah. a new Beanie Babies documentary out that I Where think would be watch. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. So, I also had a fuck ton of Barbies. Yeah, I had Barbies a lot when I was, like, younger, and then as I got older, I got less interested in Barbies and more interested in the other things. I, even to this day, Taby and I were talking about this at work today, Barbies, like, I can't wait to play Barbies with, like, my daughter. Yeah, I'm not super interested in playing Barbies with my future daughter. Like, I'll do it, obviously, like, I love her, but, like, I don't, I would rather play LPS. Okay. I <laughs> or like Polly Pocket. But like I love, I love like collecting all of her stuff and like making these like really elaborate houses like across yeah. my whole basement. Yeah. I was like, have like, she, like my Barbie lives in a mansion and like this is her. I was doing like full on like soap operas with my Barbies. Oh yeah, like, me too. full on dramatic fucking like there was affairs, there was yes. like people dying, there yes. was like makeout sessions, there like everything. I really liked setting up all the furniture. I like wouldn't even get to play with the barbies because I would be like literally putting things in the fridge, like little food things <laughs> in my like fridge. No, I, I like wouldn't even set anything up. I would just do like these scenes like where I would do like very dramatic. Are you okay? Yeah, Evan's okay. mom's going to drop him off now. <laughs> Great. Okay. Solvency that? um uh, it's just in my chat with him you oh know, but she's a key yeah i know wouldn't
1: uh, it be uh want
0: to match pod without some weird scheduling shit some weird happen? <laughs> things happening okay either way barbie is actually as we kind of talked about yesterday barbara millicent roberts i love their name is barbara also my grammy's name is barbara so sure. um she was actually named after the hand like the <coughs> the handler family Sorry. was the people that founded mattel okay she was named after their daughter Oh, cute. I love that. Um it was founded in 1959. Um and it was the first toy marketed um to children, specifically to children because people were so nervous that um Barbie's body was too mature. So she's she's like um inspired by a german doll that's like a gag gift That's like a really like anatomically correct doll um and so she's kind of modeled after that so she has like a mature figure that usually children's toys I was, i've never thought about that but now that you say that that's kind of weird to me that she has like full ass like boobs. titties yeah and like I like like Barbies are adults like they're not like kids. We had a whole talk yeah. last night about that. But like and even like the Kelly dolls, like when they're sh- like all their clo- you're changing their clothes, they <coughs> have like little baby boobs if they're girls. <laughs> okay, yeah, not like I'm, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. They like are like they anatomically are, correct, like dolls. rather than everything being like, like flat and just like a doll, like yeah, like plastic. Yeah, they like actually, have, or they like have details. like little tummies. Yeah, <laughs> like there's like some weird details to them that I like kind of freak me out. Now I don't. Say no, that. I don't remember if there's a tummy or not. No, I know exactly. Do you what you know? You're talking like it's, like, it's like, just a little. like... You can see like, like childhood, um... like fat distribution. Yeah, like baby weight. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of weird. weird. It's weird. Now <laughs> that, that's is gonna freak me out. Now. This no, no, weird. no. Okay, don't I'm think about that tweaking. throughout the thing. <laughs> no, don't tweak. Okay. Because it's it's marketed towards literal children, so why do they need that? But just wait. We'll talk more about the changes that they've made. Um, But uh, it was just more... They had... Mattel had sponsored a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse program Mm -hmm. since, like, five years earlier. So they were Did Mattel make other toys? Yeah. They have a bunch of other toys. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, I think they also... I might be wrong about that. I have no idea. I I was going to say, I think they did G.I. Joe, but I could be wrong about that. Oh, interesting. Um. But was Barbie their first toy? I'm not sure about that, actually. Um. But they had sponsored a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse show, and this is, like, um, they did a lot of shout-outs for Barbie. Okay. So, like, even Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, like, it's just a fun... It's their... It's a U.S. version of a, like, westernized doll, basically. Yeah. Like, a lot of other dolls had been, um like passed down Mm -hmm. or like we use like porcelain dolls if you're like but this is like modern day this is like modern day a toy that is like someone's doll yeah that's not a baby right you know or american girl doll could also be like among that trend right um so then in 1961 ken is introduced called barbie's um boyfriend and he's the ultimate accessory. <laughs>
1: so yeah, I think that's that about fuck, most men. Yeah,
0: I think that's <laughs> fucking badass. Yeah. And he's actually named after their um son. Which is a little weird. weird. <laughs> Again, this got yeah. a little weird. Yeah. But Ken is named after their son. Which Barbie's I get why the they daughter. did that, but it's weird. Like but just like paid homage, but they made it right, because they did it for the daughter or something did. they did it for the son. Yeah. But like that's kinda weird. Because yeah. they are like married. Yes. They're dating dating. So next, um, Barbie receives oops shit, sorry. Ne- oh. So this is the original Barbie. This is the original. Oh wow, Barbie it looks very different. Yes. Like I mean, look at throughout the years. Yeah, that's really cool. And this is up or this is Midge actually in twenty thirteen. Who's Midge? Just wait. Okay. So Barbie gets a best friend in nineteen sixty three named Midge. Okay. And it's so, like this is what she started off looking at. That's like, so her funny. Barbie and Midge. And then now she obviously is, like, I mean, now she's, like, modernized. Yeah. I mean, even look at, like, that one. Yeah. I don't know why that one. I know. That's, like that must have done, like, a throwback or yeah, something. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And then she, Barbie gets her younger sister. I don't even talk about Kelly at all on this because okay. I didn't think it was We important. had big discussions about Kelly yeah. yesterday. So, honestly, I don't know how Kelly fits into this little universe here yeah. because I know that there's a Chelsea also. Oh. Yeah. So, and Chelsea, I think, is also kind of, I don't know. Like she's also a sister and then there's also another younger one and they name the babies too. Oh. So like they but like Barbie is childless. So Barbie doesn't have any kids. So Kelly isn't her kid. No. Okay. Definitely is not her kid, but I don't know exactly where she fits. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah, and definitely is not her kid. The BCU, that's what we said last night. Like Barbie, Barbie Cinematic C- Universe. They, I l- literally read I have an article tagged that is literally somebody breaking down the Barbie movies, which no, a that's I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. If it was a TikTok thread, I would watch the whole fucking thing. That's so and interesting. The Barbie cinematic universe and like the, how it all threads together. Literally, what he calls it. Okay, so I funny. would watch that. I need someone to make a TikTok thread about that, and I will watch it. You should it do it. I want to match. Well, I don't know a lot about like Barbie history. I want like a Barbie historian. Oh, to okay. Do it, who okay. like knows a lot of details? Hey, me. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can take that it. on. Okay, <laughs> so it was not until okay, Skipper, her younger sister comics and like in, i know she's dope i think that she might be interchangeable with chelsea maybe or it's like chelsea chelsea's skipper. name nickname is skipper yeah okay i i don't quote me on that but that's all i know is kelly like that's it was barbie and kelly i'm pretty sure kelly is barbie's younger sister based yeah. on the movies only i think so too i think so too and skipper is the middle one. Oh. or chelsea technically i don't know because kelly's I know. way younger than barbie yes but Barbie's not supposed to be, like, a full-ass, like, mom, bar- like, mom. Now She's supposed to be, like, like, a, like, like, a 21-year-old. I was just gonna say, like, looking back, when I was little, I literally thought that she was, like, an adult, like, yeah. like fucking mid-30s, like, whatever. Yeah. I think it's because of the careers. Yes. But. Which we will also talk about. Um. Again. Like, now that I think about Barbie, I think she's supposed to be like our age or like yeah. younger. Yeah, she is, absolutely. Yeah. And so, her having like a 10 year old sister is isn't not, that weird, but like to me, it feels weird because it feels like Barbie's actually 35. Yeah, right, right, right. And honestly, there's no like real distinction between an older Barbie and a baby or in a regular Barbie. Right, she has a very so no flimsy, like, story like who's line. the actual mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we have to make Barbie the actual mom. Right. <laughs> okay, so. Um, According to Mattel, two Barbies are sold every second. Oh my God! Okay. So think about how many Barbies have been sold since we started. Like a lot. Like a fuck ton. Like millions. Um, Yeah. I don't know if it's millions. Well, seconds. It's been fifty-four minutes. Yeah, I know. Well, we're not doing the math right now. No, but just like think about it in that terms. Yeah. Um. So even though um. Barbie isn't as big as like when we were kids, mm-hmm. like getting Barbies and collecting Barbies and that kind of thing. Um like s- everyone had Barbies yes. when they were kids. Like you had a lot of Barbies. Yes. Um they still profit like billions of dollars a year. Yeah, like they're still doing pretty fucking good. Yeah. I fucking love going down the Barbie aisle at Target and looking at all yeah, the you ones. Do. I fucking love it. You know that I yeah. love doing that. Mm-hmm. I think it's like so nostalgic. I yeah. love it and it's if it's weird, I don't fucking care. I just don't feel the same way, so yeah. I like don't. I never go down into the toy section of the Target. Yeah, so we really hyped up. <laughs> I, you're not the only person I know who does. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we really hyped up Barbie in that first part. There also are some harsh Barbie criticisms. Yeah, so there's like the camp of like me that finds Barbie really nostalgic, and then there's like my child is never playing with a Barbie because X Y Z. Yeah, and I think it just depends on how you looked at Barbie growing up. Like, I feel like by the time we were kind of around, Barbie, like, had really cool jobs, and she, like, was, co- yeah. she, like, went to college, and, like, she, like. Barbie was smart. Yeah, like, and she was powerful, and, like, yeah. I think that was, was the like narrative. A good, it was a good role model. Yeah, but, like, I don't think that's always been the narrative. Right, I agree with you. So, um, a 1994 study in Finland found that with her current ratios and dimensions of her body, Barbie did not have enough body fat to menstruate if she was a real woman yeah also like how does she stand on those feet because they're literally like not touching the ground right she's like on her like tiptoes and even when you take her shoes off yes so i'm just talking logistically she can't stand up yeah um and like she this original barbie like the one that they had made i mean clearly she like look at she's wearing like Um, It's a pretty scandalous outfit. Is that the outfit she was supposed to be wearing, or is that her bathing suit? I think she also has a um, like a dress, a a black dress that goes over, and like like um, gloves and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But um, I think that now I don't remember what I was trying to say. I really do not remember what I was trying (laughs) to say. Um, So. So Barbie, with her current dimensions, obviously couldn't menstruate. She doesn't have any body fat. But in this time, also, they were selling a lot of Barbies with, like, material. It was, like, um, she's reading, like, a diet book. Or, like, she... Like, they were breaking gender roles because Barbie, like, didn't have a husband and didn't... Right. Like, yada, yada, yada of the 1950s. But... it was still the fucking 1950s. Yeah, so it's... St- like, they're still saying things that are no longer okay and we've learned right. better. Um but um, in the last 10 years, Barbie has been ha, – they've uh, started creating, like, curvy Barbie, tall Barbie, petite Barbie, as well as Barbie's in a wheelchair with a prosthetic, um, with broken arms, with, like, like um, different hairstyles, yeah. different races. I think, the like, what Mattel is doing with Barbie is making her very not problematic. Like, they're really trying to, like – Fix the problems that they That had. any sort of critis- criticism has. You'll see that I'm, like, fighting back on a lot of these criticisms that people have. Yeah. Because I think that they I have a good like, opinion of Barbie. Yeah. Like, even this, they're changing, like, what their facial expressions are because no one looks the same. Right. So it's like, people, their eyes are set differently. Their lips look different. They're their not just smiles finding, are different. They're not just making a black Barbie that is Barbie with darker skin. They're, like really yes. like trying to do it right and make it so it's approachable and yeah like, the hair is different like, yeah and there's a lot of different colors of hair and streaks and shaved head on, on um women barbies like anyone like, can be long Barbie, hair on can you know, Ken Bar- you know right. like so all these gender roles that maybe were strict in when they were first created have Have started to be really challenged by Mattel. I feel like right, and so that's why I'm kind of team Mattel. And it's like they (laughs) are trying to take Barbie in a woman's empowerment direction, and not in a like this is the standard of what a woman should be. Yeah, women's women empowerment and representation diversity. Yeah, they're really like I feel like doing doing it justice that other toy companies maybe haven't. Yeah, are Um, they doing perfect? Probably not. No, absolutely not. And no one can be. Yeah, there is no perfect consumption under capitalism. So, (laughs) but I yeah, but I like. I just, like, really like this part. And that's, like, what makes my heart sing when yeah. we're At the in the Target thing. It's, like, oh, my God, this one's, like, in a wheelchair. Like, I can't imagine ever even having a Barbie that, like, I never had Barbies like that. But Barbie, I feel like, has always still been progressive. Like, even when we were little, like, she still, like, had jobs. jobs. And yeah, and i talk about Like, that. was a scientist. And, like, yeah, yeah. she could do, it was trying to teach girls that, like, they could do anything. Right. Which I think at the time, like was a popular thing to teach girls but like it still wasn't and they've started making the men um or like pen dolls a little bit more approachable to a diverse group of like men like boys yeah because you know or represent what all boys like not what all boys look like obviously but represent more little boys than just like the brown hair blue eye right white boy that came with the first one and i think like i'm never the person to be like okay like you have to think of the time period but like um you really in this situation like companies like this that last forever are a reflection of what the consumer wants yeah and so like this is a reflection of society not of this like company and like this idea so like you like we've broken so many gender norms and so many like um like race barrier like we still have so long to go but like in what the last... She like, has a prosthetic. Right. Like, in the last five years, we've I come so that. far, like, in the social justice, like, category. Like, the fact that they're keeping up, I think, is good. Yeah. I you agree. Know? I agree wholeheartedly. And they're going to look more like... Like, little girls and boys are going to be able to look at these and be like, this looks more like me. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Barbie's manufacturers have... This is the annoying part. Have never been in the U.S. They've oh. always been outsourced. Okay. Um to avoid high production costs by Mattel, which is, like, just kind of sad. Right, they're still a company. Yeah, like, at the end of, like, (laughs) at the baseline, like, they are a capitalistic company. I mean, part of why they make so much shit for Barbie is because... It sells. It sells. If there's a Barbie that looks like you, you're going to buy it. Yeah, and if you want your Barbie wearing really cool clothes, you're going to buy them. And I'm going to fucking buy them for my kids. Like, that is part of the capitalistic society I will buy (laughs) into. Yeah. If I'm going to do it, it's going to be fucking Barbie. Um, however, outsourcing the, this production has also made their, um, has also like created a a global brand for Barbie. So having all these factories in different places around the world, like there's a huge, um, like Barbie store in Japan and there's, yeah. um, they even like Barbie was really popular in Saudi Arabia, oh. but then it was banned because it like, bought, like there was no Barbie that, adhere to the Muslim dress code yeah um yeah Barbie has always dressed kind of scandy yeah and so they actually started producing in that area um like specifically um Barbies that had like hijabs oh cool like like that's so cool yeah so that's just kind of cool. Um, and then one of the things I saw was Barbie's materialistic because she has so much shit. But, the, but at the end of Aren't this, again, all? again, this is a fucking company. Right. This is a toy. Right. If you if there's more shit that Barbie has, there's more shit that people have to buy for her. Yes. That their kids That want. is quite literally their only job. That's how companies work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and like they were talking about like the dream house and the, the, that no, those things aren't obtainable. It's like it's a fucking toy, right? Like yeah, that's like good fantasy yeah. to have. Like like you should be able to like play with your toys in a world where like everyone has money. Yeah, and, and like dream nice house. houses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so um, obviously, you know my opinions about Barbie. Yeah, me the, too. We're on the same page. So um, Barbie franchise, let's talk about that so obviously they're not just dolls there's fucking merch i had a barbie um one piece swimsuit when i was like literally yeah. probably six or seven i didn't ever Backpacks. really get into the barbie like this part i only ever had the dolls i never like Dude. so was they super also into Barbie like that made have made 36 barbie movies 36 yeah. i could even literally one like swan lake yeah the fucking best one that's like the only one i could name and so isn't she like a fairy at one point or something these are all the swan or these are all the movies yeah or i think we're missing some but um yeah and they like get more like you can i mean you can see like modernize yeah
1: this like is this the barbie one. we
0: like no. the barbie nutcracker is one of my favorites yeah too. like these are all like yeah. this is right when we were growing up like fucking swan like is my absolute yeah. favorite one though look at that one! Oh my god uh, i didn't like want to watch mary kate and ashley movies I was Oh my god, with those. we should do that too. We should do that. Oh my god, I want to do that. Um chonged. Yes. Live chat America. We're going to holiday in the sun. We're going to That's the do best that. one. I want to go to a public library soon. <laughs> I was at the public library during finals. I studied at the beep beep Yeah, public library. I oh. just said where we live. Kind of. no it's okay just keep it up okay so um but there's like i said there was literally a couple blogs that were like these are this is the best of the barbie cinematic universe like rating all of these yeah. giving like a plot Hell line yeah. like i fucking love it and sullivan and i watched um barbie swan lake during the pandemic like oh. when we were in shutdown or yeah yeah, yeah lockdown shutdown, lockdown whatever um, I like forced him to find it on YouTube because I wanted <laughs> to watch it again. Hell yeah. I um, want to watch a Mary American Ashley movie. Also, like we've been talking yeah. about this whole time, Barbie's a career queen. Yeah. According to Mattel, they produce over 200 different careers for Barbie. That's crazy. Or like products. I mean, I know there were 200 careers. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um... So I mean, this is like this same girl throughout. Like, they they have started making like a uh, Barbie that was like African American. They started doing that in like ninety eight, still named or nineteen eighty, still named Barbie. Yeah. But um, Barbie has like this whole storyline. Yeah. So like, it's her life and yada yada yada. Um, and telling that it took till nineteen eighty to do that for people of color, but you know, Jesus Christ, that's Um, actually like, but like early compared to oh, a yeah, lot of comparatively oh yeah comparatively again pretty progressive yeah um so she was definitely ahead of her time because like i said she's unmarried she has no kids she is like a woman that can work has financial freedom yeah and it's like that was like kind of she's what a boss wanted. bitch yeah she's a fucking boss bitch and she wanted it to make um career goals more obtainable for women yeah i love that yeah little amelia Earhart. yeah see this is a boss bitch episode yeah so, um I didn't know this, but they also have like a cur okay, so here's just like some other couriers that they have. Like they have like literal pilots and they have an- like news anchors, they have surgeons. I love that the surgeon is wearing a skirt. <laughs> they also have like nurses with full scrubs, I Yeah, saw. But like that's yeah. just funny. Like a nurse would never like it's a short skirt that the nurse is wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Like scuba diver, and I yeah, that's cool. fucking love like the soccer player ones and shit. Like yeah, that. those are the fucking That was cool. always my favorite. I and I really liked like last time surfer, I was surfer, also a favorite server, surf. Oh, yeah, like they, they do have server though. Yeah, um, but they I fucking love like politician Barbie that was like <laughs> had like the like year yeah. on the podium. That was I just thought that was so fucking funny. Um, and something I never had, like, all my Barbies looked the same. Y'all, yeah, mine were, like, pink. Yeah. Like, with pink lips and, and like blonde dresses, straight hair. Yeah. Yeah. I um, would cut. I would give all my dolls haircuts. Oh, my God. My mom would have killed me. My no, she mom have. didn't fucking care. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, she she wouldn't have cared, but I think that... I would, like, wash their hair in the sink. Oh. I, like, did cosmetology on all my Barbies and all my, like, dolls. All of them had haircuts at one point.
1: Oh, God.
0: I don't know what that says about me. Like, no, I don't think it says. I I don't know if it says anything about you, but like, I I don't know. <laughs> like, what a fucking developmental psychologist think that was weird. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know if you're a send developmental. Us an email. I want to get into therapy, so like, maybe just send me your email. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, um, they also have career of the year. Oh hell so yeah! So they pick like a relevant career um and make start producing that one. So, um when I believe I could be wrong on the year of this, but when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was making a lot of um like noise in the in the media in terms She was of, like, ah, <laughs> No, I think it ah! was either Here's the thing is, I don't know if it was the year that she passed away or the year that she maybe like there was a big court case. Yeah. I don't know that. But sh- there was, like, a Judge Barbie. Oh, that's so cool. And this and a year's- DJ Barbie? This year's is Music Producer Barbie. Oh, that's so fun. I love that. A little EDM. She's got a little soundboard. Look at her platforms. platform. Platform She's wearing little platforms. And, and she, has she has blue, blue hair. hair. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that. Yeah, so cute. You guys, go look at the show notes. Oh, but- someone's calling me. Sorry. Oh, mom... Always on the pod. Someday when you learn about this podcast, you're, she listens to every single one. Yeah, in one you're, night. Yeah, um, you are gonna laugh at how many times I you fucking call me in the middle of this. <laughs> um, no, so that's all I have on Barbie. But like, I am just fully still in camp Barbie, and I. Me too. I love Barbie. Yeah. Um, I wish that this one, that the one with all of them, would have shown. Like, I saw an image that was like. Tall Barbie, petite Barbie, yeah, like all the Barbie, original Barbie, and it was like you could really tell that they were that they were trying to do, um, like a lot of. Sorry, I'm gonna answer this call. Okay, 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 we gotta go. Okay, (laughs) Marth, thank you so much. Um, we just got, (laughs) we just got butt dialed. We just got butt dialed, Marth. When you learn about Again, this. happens about <laughs> once a week. <laughs> okay, how do you but, butt dial on an iPhone? You tell me. Either way, great segue because that's what I have on Barbie. And honestly, I want to go match. My one. mom kind of looked like a Barbie when she was in college. I will post, I'll yeah. like find a picture and post it. But she was really, b- yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I want to see a picture. I definitely want to see a picture of that. Um, okay, yeah, go follow the social media at want to match pod. We're gonna have the show notes on the blog. So much at stuff. Blog. Please blow up our TikTok because. There's some stuff that's kind of hitting on there. I love our TikTok. I think it's funny. So, Sydney is going to get on it more. Yeah, I need to get on. Or TikTok I'm going to make her more. do a fun dance. Tell, her, tell us what dance we should do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you can email us at wantamatchpod at gmail.com if you have an idea or something that would be fun for us to do a versus. Don't request that we do a two-parter again because my anxiety is, oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Hee <laughs> hee. Okay. But yeah, let's go. Bye. Bye.